Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> and Billy V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. And now featuring Gimli. Really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Introducing our international rugby correspondent, Eric Nichols. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> All right, so there it was in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys podcast. Nichols, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. I don't like how we started because <laughs> it sounds like it's the end I of the know, show. I really want to do good you. I was, <laughs> so I said assalamu alaikum and then I said shalom and I was all ready to say bonjour. Mm. It's going to be like my thing and you fucked it all up. I know. You can uh. say it now. Is there a thing you're not supposed to swear in the first few minutes of a podcast? Because I've listened to two different podcasts, and they're like, we're trying to go the first 30 minutes without swearing. Spotify say something? No, Spotify doesn't say something, but I'm sure it's one of those things where, like, you just don't want to turn people away. Like, immediately they turn it on and, like, hey, I want to listen to rugby (laughs) podcasts. Well, this fucking bullshit. Like, uh, I'm out. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Phil? You do curse a lot. Yeah. You can't help it. Born that way. That's what separates us. Like Lady Gaga. That would be really interesting to try, though, to not swear for like X amount of time on the podcast. I don't think it'd be mm. possible. I don't think I made it 10 seconds. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> fucking great. Well, uh, but somebody's doing fucking great. Yeah, Phil, are you hungover again? <laughs> yeah. 94 episodes again. in a row. <laughs> hey. Not quite, not but quite. I mean, that's, it's most Wait of the it. time. This episode brought to you by AA. <laughs> yeah, I had a rugby wedding. and Actually, because I was in Dubuque, and I actually saw some of the Dubuque guys, too. Oh, yeah, hey. it was fun. I was in Dubuque, and I didn't see any of them. Well, Did you go out? Did you look in the right place? We went trick-or-treating at the Midtown Marina. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. Did you go as a dinosaur? No, but my kids did. No. What? Yeah. Did you go as the guy from Jurassic Park? I will. Cool. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, the other guy. The other guy. Uh, Life finds a way. Neil? Something Neil? Sam Neil. Well, Sam I don't know. What's his, what's his character's name again? Uh, I don't know. Doctor. The doctor? Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant. Yeah, that's who, that's going to be me. Right. And then Lex is going to be Laura Dern's character. Oh, cool. That's fun. Yeah, it'll, got, be, it'll be great. You got short shorts and stuff. Yep, you yeah. got the khaki short you shorts. Move, yeah. like spin her head around like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of it. But one year, we borrowed the kits or whatever to go out for Halloween. We went as rugby players. It was just really lazy. It was like me, me, Zeus, Chad, like uh, John and uh, Beck all did that. He's in a group chat with all those guys. With all those guys, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. No, that's funny. I feel like every Wednesday night, Nichols, you went as a rugby player to the OP. 
Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Gimli, you did too. Uh, just an uh, international rugby jersey. Yep. Uh, all yeah. year long. Yeah, we all did. did. You get the grab bag from World Rugby Shop and get like a it was Saracens jersey. And yep. Like, I don't even know what this team is. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're my team. I tried to be, my freshman year, you and I, I tried to be a rugby player. So did Grant uh, for Halloween. We showed up at the rugby house and Jake Ward, Haas, uh, told us to go home and fucking change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you can't be rugby players. That's Jake stupid. T- what Jake if you get arrested? They're going to know who you are. They're going to know you play on the team. I'm like, I don't get point. Jake Tyne's brother was a UNI rugby player and almost got a fight with a UNI rugby player on Halloween one year, I think. I believe because he wasn't actually a UNI rugby player. Correct. <laughs> I think he wore the jacket all year, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He wore it all college. Huh. It made Jeremy Newman really mad. It was a nice jacket. <laughs> I mean, I get His it. mom, like... Nice lady. She brought took out a loan, and the condition of him getting the loan was not playing rugby in college. Oh. But yeah. look how well it worked out for Jake Tyne. I mean, he's doing great. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Correlation? I think so. Well, I think Zach's also doing pretty good. Well, yeah. But. Did you just see the Eagles guy who had, like, 12 tablets that he was carrying and he was trying not to drop them. It was like that meme where the guy has too many lemons and he's dropping them. Hold on, I'm going to rewind here. You need to see this Except guy. The lemons cost $1,000. So we're in the second quarter here, about five and a half minutes to go in the Eagles Dolphins game. If if you go back and watch it, and it's really funny because there's a an assistant coach holding 12 Microsoft Surface tablets and he's like, oh, I don't want to drop them. Um, this is probably really good stuff. So we're going to call our first guest, uh, Annie Myers, head coach of Roosevelt High School yeah. girls rugby team. The state tournament is coming up oh, I'm very Gim- soon. I'm Gimli. I'm here, too. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks, Mr. Gray. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That point. is fair. That's fair. I feel like I want to throw out this whole start and start over, all because I said, Nichols, how you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is terrible. Oh, I, meant oh. to, I meant to say bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> Gim, what's up? Nothing. I was gone last week, so... Um, oh, yeah. Welcome yeah, back. So, <laughs> no one said anything, but it's okay. It's show t- business, man. T- t- where t- were t- you? Took till the Aunt Fryan interview for him to talk to me, and I wasn't there. <laughs> but uh, Car was dying. Tried to fix the car. It's it's not doing too well, so I'm going to get a new car. Yeah, no, we heard you coming yeah. down the street. We could hear it. It's loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to be driving it, so I'm just uh, only car pulling to work right now, and then hopefully yeah. Tuesday I'll have a uh, something new. Hey, you know what? We'll see you next Tuesday. You know. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> on that note. Well, and on that note, so on Sunday, October 29th <laughs> at noon is the first kickoff, Dodger Stadium. Girls State Rugby for the high school. Los Angeles? Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh. Jackie, Jackie Robinson? We just missed it. Oh, my gosh. The thing I just rewound for. We just missed it. <laughs> that was in All minute right. 358. Yeah, yeah we're, going, we're going off the rails. Um, we're okay. going to make a phone call. Let's make a phone call. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They 
distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. All right, we are here with the head coach of Des Moines Roosevelt Girls High School Rugby Team, Annie Myers. Annie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Excellent. Uh, Oh, yeah. And, you know, you got a big week coming up. We have one week left of high school rugby. And you have, what, your final two matches are Monday. And then the state tournament is in Fort Dodge this upcoming Sunday. So you're the head coach of Roosevelt. How's the season been going for you and the girls? Yeah, the season's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I will say I think we have really, really grown as a team since last year. Um, and I think that is unfortunately probably because there's also five seniors that we will be losing this mm. year. Mm. Um, yeah, the the season started off really strong. We've been dealing with some concussions lately, which is, of, of course, impacting us. But I think ultimately, you know, the subs have really stepped up and, you know, covered the bases and they, they've been great. So we're just trucking along. We're going to end up probably fifth or sixth. Uh, in the state this year, which is great. Um, you know, even if we lose both on Monday, we should win one. But if we lose both, we'll still be going to state. So we're all stoked about that. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a busy week. Yeah. Who do you guys play on Monday? So Monday we play Fort Dodge, who we've played before, and we did win that, that one. And then we also play Central Springs, who is a very tough, mm-hmm. hard-running team. Um, and we lost to them once. So, yeah, we'll see Nice. Yeah. Central Springs, I feel like they're known for being very physical, very kind of no nonsense, just run right at you and challenge you that way. And yeah, yep. that'll be yep, a good, much, a good much. physical challenge before you get into the state tournament. And so I know. It's, it's nerve wracking to be totally honest. <laughs> well, you do have a lot of high school girls wrestlers for the DMPS high school wrestling team. Is that something that really helps your squad? Like, you know, have you noticed their tackling improve from year to year because of that i mean would you attribute kind of what they do in the off season to how they've improved in rugby yeah 100 percent. i will say that the girls like the difference between the girls that that did wrestling last year as opposed to not doing it like their tackling skills are night and day um i always try to encourage them so much to go and do that you know like they, it conveniently starts right when the rugby season ends mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i i I don't think I could even describe how helpful it is. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And it's definitely an advantage your team has. And knowing, like, you know, Delaney and Kennedy and Sadie, you know, just the work they put in in the wrestling room and then to see it kind of pay off and just all the tackles that I I looked at the stats and, you know, so many Roosevelt girls are near the top in tackles. So that's got to help out tremendously. And so what are some other things you're doing to get the girls prepared for Sunday um, for the state tournament yeah you know i think one of the most convenient things is being able to watch film throughout like there were a couple games that were not recorded and that's unfortunate of course for stats and otherwise but being able to watch film and preparing that way i think is, is a lot better for us just because we know exactly what we're dealing with we've done mm-hmm. it before i think we've only we, there are only two teams we haven't played this year which is uh, Cedar Rapids and Waverly um, but we did play them last year and you know being able to watch tape really helps you prepare for something like that mm-hmm. yeah and thinking too being like the fifth or sixth seed 
you probably know you might fa- who you might face. Like, could yeah. be Waverly, could yeah. be Ankeny. Um, yep, yep. Because Cedar Falls, Southeast Polk are probably going to be up there too. But you'll probably be right underneath where they are. So, yeah, it kind of helps to know who you're going into. Um, also, thinking of prepping, I saw this past week, thought it was really cool. The Des Moines women's rugby team yeah. hosted um, different high schools for a joint practice. You had Roosevelt was there, Norwalk was there, Ankeny was there, Valley, I think, was there as well. Wow. How did that come to be, and, and how was it? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm I'm the treasurer for the Des Moines women, and one of the big things we wanted to do this year was kind of really work on recruiting. So Muzzy and I both, Noelle Muzzy, um, she's one of the coaches for Roosevelt as well, and you know we're kind of watching all these girls and how many seniors there are, and for even the ones that you know are turning 18 before they graduate high school, you know I think a lot of them, especially playing in the fall, would be interested and coming and playing with us in the spring and the summer before, you know, going off to college or even staying in Des Moines, you know, sticking with us. I think that's a big pipeline that we've been missing out on in recent Mm -hmm. years and really one we're trying to take advantage of now. Definitely. I know when I saw that, I was extremely excited, especially coming from like the Iowa rugby union side of things, just seeing now that connection between a women's senior side and we have all this talent in the high school league. And it just feels like, we haven't seen that talent stick around, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, Quad Cities, Northeast Iowa. You know, girls are going to college and they're doing great in college as well. But we just haven't seen that return yet in the seniors side. And I feel like this is the first step where, you know, they can, number one, visualize themselves playing on this team. And then also knowing who the coach is, knowing who the other women on the team are, yeah. you know, how was like the interactions through that? And I saw, you know, they were in the clubhouse eating pizza. Yeah. Um, how was that for everybody? Yeah, it was really great. We just really, all we did was we kind of set up three different drills and we, we kind of intermingled them. So they all were playing with, you know, girls that they didn't go to school with. Um, and we just rotated through those three drills and then we all kind of got together set up two big touch teams so we had you know two four teams total two two touches going um and we we played with the women and the the girls together and it was a lot of fun it seemed like everyone was having a great time we did a raffle at the end just to give away swag um you know i i had a great time i thought it was a lot of fun like it's one thing coaching them but it's a totally different thing playing with them and yeah i mean i had a blast it it seemed like they did too not to be biased but it it, it (laughs) did seem like they had a good time so (laughs) no i'm yeah i'm sure they did like you have like a rough idea like what the head count was for because it looks like you had a lot of girls there yeah there were a lot of girls there i will say i want to say that there were probably at least 30 girls. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I had six, I bought 16 large pizzas and they were all gone. So. Nice. No, that's awesome. I feel like, you know, for club women's rugby, that's probably the most girls and women that have gotten together to practice in (laughs) Iowa and who knows how long. So yeah, I think that's a great step forward. And I just hope other clubs and other communities start seeing that and, I don't know. That'd be cool to see that actually be a thing for years to come just to, yeah, create that pipeline. Like you said, I think it's huge. And um, it's cool to see there are so many women on the Des Moines women's team coaching um, that hopefully you start to see that payoff down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you do you know of any of your girls from Roosevelt that are going to be going to play in college? Have they announced anything or 
um, getting looked at by going anywhere because they've had some girls go play in the past. Is that something we should be looking for this spring? Any announcements or still waiting yeah. before they, they make the announcement? I would expect a couple, probably at least two or three announcements. I know there are that are girls that have 100% their full intent to play to play rugby, and I think most of them are staying in Iowa. Oh, cool. um, so I think they're looking at some of the bigger schools. I, I think they're just kind of trying to tie down which ones. Awesome. No, we love seeing that too when our high school yeah. kids go to play in the in locally college. Because I mean, again. We're going to talk about it later in this episode. You and I, Iowa State, Iowa. Yeah. You can't go wrong with any of them. They're all doing exactly. fantastic. Yeah. Great coaches, yeah, great programs. Yeah. So, no, that'll be fantastic. And can you give us any shout-outs of any players you're looking forward to this Sunday <laughs> that you're expecting some maybe some big things or any players you're expecting to step up or, yeah, just kind of a preview of Roosevelt coming yeah. up for this Sunday? Sure, yeah. I mean – you know, it's, it's interesting because our um, our starting seven, you know, it's a pretty good split between seniors and juniors. We also have one sophomore. She was also a starter last year. Um, nice. Alexis Smith, she's great. Um, well, you know, her sister, uh, I believe her sister's name is Haley. Oh, yep. Yep. She's up at yeah. Iowa State. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think she learned a lot watching Haley. And, and yeah, oh, she yeah. stepped in and knew exactly what was going on. Um, Delaney, she's been, she's been playing fly half this year and man, it is, it is a natural role for her. She is, you know, great at communicating and I feel like that girl could run for days. Nice. But yeah, honestly, all of our full slate of juniors, you know, Sadie too, she plays with, comes and plays with the Wombats a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, She's always, she's always a fun one to watch. Yeah, she, she's good. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has given a lot of our guys some trouble where she'd play touch <laughs> with bet. us in the summer and people yep. would be like, oh, it's just a high school kid and she'd be out on the wing and she'd burn a oh, few yeah. guys and really, really <laughs> crush their ego and they would play on the other side of the field because they're like, yeah, I don't well, didn't like that. It's kind of fun too because yep. like, she's been coming <laughs> exactly. since like the very beginning too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like we've watched her get like better every season. Yeah. <laughs> If we count her as one of our wombats, she's one of the most tenured players on our team. She's been to more practices than most of the guys. (laughs) Well, you can tell, honestly, I don't know what you guys are doing with her, but she's gotten so much better just over the past year. Like her confidence with tackling is twofold. It's, it's, it's great to see. That's awesome. No. Well, we're super excited to see, you know, how everybody's improved this season and we're wishing you the best of luck going into Sunday and, Um, hopefully Phil and I and Gimli we're all going to be there and cheering on Roosevelt and checking it out up in Dodger Stadium Fort Dodge so yeah good luck this weekend and yeah go uh go Riders go Riders awesome thanks so much guys I appreciate it yep have a good one you too bye Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stop! <laughs> Go Rough Riders. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. I wonder if-
sure people could understand <laughs> where I was. where my dog's at. All right, welcome back. Yeah, that was a nice interview. I think so too. We learned a lot. Super excited. I know for like the past year, Phil and I, just me, sorry. Yeah, uh, don't get it twisted. You know where this is going? Where I was just like, <laughs> we need to do more stuff with high school stuff because it'll get our reach bigger and and people care about high school stuff and yeah they do and i i mean we care but yeah yeah it just it wasn't lined up between well i mean i have class on mondays so it's like i wouldn't be able to go and you broke your leg and if, well, i didn't break it but you know i'm blaming all this on you. <laughs> i know you sorry we were, okay. we were gonna live stream that remember we never did yeah don't you're whispering why are you whispering you're always too loud. You told me I was too loud. <laughs> so I'm trying not to be. No. I can't find a middle. <laughs> There's no middle. It's either uh, 10 or 1. Fuck yeah, or 11. I can go 11. Okay. I don't want to wake your baby up. Yeah. She's not awake. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, that was good. I think uh, it'll be really good rugby on Sunday in Fort Dodge at Dodger Stadium starting at noon. Uh, yeah, Cedar Falls is undefeated. They look to be the favorite. They won last year. Uh, they also have like 40 girls on their roster. They yeah. have two oh, JV wow. squads. They haven't lost like a regular season match. Well, did, and did they lost, playoffs. Yeah, so, didn't they lose last year? Did they have one loss last year? Maybe in the regular season. Yeah. But like, yeah, they won the state tournament. And this year, both their JV teams are undefeated. So they look to be the favorite, but Southeast Polk, Waverly, Ankeny, they're all right there. Uh, you know, Southeast Polk, 10-1, and one, Waverly, 8-1-1, and one, Ankeny, 8-2-0. And, oh, and then Roosevelt is 5-5, five and five, Central Springs is 5-5. Five and five. So yeah, that Des Moines, Roosevelt, Central Springs match is huge because whoever wins that is going to be the 5 seed. The loser will be the 6 seed. Mason City at 4-6. and six. I mean, that's a, that's a good record to have there coming back, first year back in the league. Norwalk at four and six, Cedar Rapids at four and eight, Fort Dodge the host is at two and seven, so two seven and one. I think I'm pretty sure Fort Dodge is going to miss the cut there, but they are going to host. So um, that's and then Indianola is one nine and one, Valley zero oh, and eleven. So yeah, we're gonna have some really good rugby on Sunday. So we should do whatever we got to do to make sure we can get there. Yeah, I mean I don't. Don't think I have any plans, so. And Gimli, we're taking go. your car. <laughs> Brand new, maybe. Yeah, maybe actually. I mean, we'll see on Tuesday. Brand new, like nine years old, probably. But yeah, brand new to me. Well, new to, new to you. Yeah, new, new to, to me. new to the, new to me. Is it the podcast mobile? Uh, if, if I get sponsored <laughs> by you guys, you can get all the decals. money to make up this episode. I will put some decals on there. I'll for spray sure. paint it for free. You don't even have to pay me. Oh, and you can put a little thing on the that side window. The yeah, put a thing on the side window that makes it look like I'm smoking a cigar. A like, driving crooner. A driving crooner. <laughs> so I been... wish we had video of whatever Phil just did. <laughs> but no, uh, I've always been thinking about using the driving crooner quote for the b-side boys like we gotta find a way to make money off no, this it's, it's simply <laughs> too good i know uh, that. nichols is lost yeah. right now i, I actually... all these frat boys keep coming up i i looked on uh what was it i think it was like on etsy or something like that for like the decals for it and this shit was expensive I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Because they're trying to make money yeah, out of it. Nichols like, can just make it. I want it on my win I want it on my uh window, but yeah, no, I'm not spending like a hundred dollars on stickers. Well, you know, Gimli brought a cigar cutter. He was gonna smoke a cigar tonight. Yeah, I left him. But... but he didn't bring cigars. <laughs> He's like, Oh, oh, I was gonna smoke a cigar, but the door shut. 
And I didn't bring a cigar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were many factors. How'd involved. you know the door was going to be shut? That's why you left him at home. Know you so well. <laughs> yeah. High school rugby, big stuff on Sunday. See you there. Going to be awesome. So Good now we're dodge. gonna now we're gonna talk. We're gonna run through college rugby. So big stuff happening. University of Northern Iowa. They hosted Platteville. They won one hundred three to seven. seven. God, they. Damn. I texted Zeus and I was like, I cannot believe you gave up seven points. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking did atrocious. he say? Did he say how it happened? He said it was actually a pretty cheeky play. I think it was a pop kick. I don't know. I could go back and find it, but I don't Ooh. want to. So while you're looking for that. Great Midwest Rugby, they shared this. The Great Midwest D2 Conference schedule is complete, and we now have our four semifinalists. Northwestern, by virtue of a victory over Loyola today, clinched a playoff spot, although Loyola earned a bonus point for scoring four tries, and that earned them the number one seed in the South. In the North, Whitewater's win over Milwaukee saw them earn the North number two, with Northern Iowa already having clinched the number one seed last weekend. The D2 Great Midwest D2 playoff schedule is next weekend on October 28th. Northern Iowa hosts Northwestern, and Loyola hosts Whitewater. So regardless of the result, all four teams will advance to the Great Midwest Championship on 11-4 because they also do a third and fourth place game. Yeah. And all four teams have a shot to go to nationals. More than likely, because this conference is so tough every year normally three teams make it yeah because last year it was what marquette you and i and loyola mm-hmm. and loyola went like far by the way loyola has been ranked in the top four yeah. all year and some rankings have loyola ahead of northern iowa yeah mm. <clears throat> and loyola like you said they made a deep run last year and i don't want to be like biased but i feel like they had a pretty good draw compared to northern iowa yeah. who it was like murderer's row that they had to run through loyola had a real loyola made the final four last year and they got that nun too right that sister jean still with the you know from march madness loyola what are they the labradors remember yes i do remember okay i just don't want this is a anti-sister jean podcast (laughs) oh yeah we don't we don't want none of that business all right let's keep her in the basketball world leave it up to the cat the catholic school kid to bring it up (laughs) You want to fight about it? <laughs> You're going to fight over... Catholicism? People have been doing it for a million years. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I was going to say... Since the dinosaurs. You were going to fight over Sister Jean's... Which we believe in. You were going <laughs> to fight over Sister Jean's uh, honor. But no, we made it Catholicism. I didn't like her very much. I'm sure she's a nice lady. All right. She has since passed. Oh, wow. No. I don't know. <laughs> so... Uh, Normally, when we record this so podcast, funny? the next day, whatever we said, like something comes out that makes like everything irrelevant. Pretty much we said, yeah. So I feel like I, now I'm scared that something's gonna happen Ooh, to sorry, her. Sorry, sister. So. Sorry, <laughs> sis. Maybe she'll come back to life. Miracle. <laughs> Maybe she listens. Um. So <laughs> I what hope. I was gonna say though about Northwestern, <laughs> yeah, let's get off. They've of been <laughs> very, very bad. Like the oh, past few years, yeah. Well, like when we played them, they weren't very really? good. Yeah, but then like, well, I'm talking of, two years ago, they weren't good. Two years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. But also, Northern Iowa has been boat racing people. But like, Northwestern wasn't great. So the fact that Loyola was like, like top four in the country, Northwestern beats them. That's awesome. Yeah, mm, good for crazy. them to rebuild because I know the Big Ten wanted to be like. Hey, we're the Big Ten. We want to have all the Big Ten football schools before the California schools came. The Big Ten wanted all the Big Ten schools, but they didn't want Northwestern because they were so bad. Oh, wow. Mm. That's but what they, I heard. I don't know if that's true. 
Because they're a bunch of nerds, probably. Beat it, nerds. Go outside. This is where I should put the Uncle Baby Billy quote. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. Get out. Go. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chime ass. Go on. Go outside, nerd. Uncle Baby. (laughs) All in all, that's pretty cool. So then... um, You and I will be playing Northwestern then first. Yes, so. at Cedar Falls next weekend. Oh, and they then get to host it though too. It's at CF? Northern Iowa. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, cool. they're so the they one seed. Yeah, well, no, I know, but like when we, you know, played, oh, we had to do it all Saturday, at Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool though. So they get to do that. I think they're spreading it out because they realize when you do the Saturday semifinal, Sunday final, final. you're really beat up, and it's maybe not the best presentation of your team because mm-hmm. people are still licking their wounds from the day before. Yeah, that so makes sense. I've yeah. always thought that, like, if you advance and you're rewarded for moving on, then you have to play in, like, a more difficult position. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought that was kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, congrats, you won. You play in the finals in 20 hours. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, everything hurts real bad. And like, well, the other team's pretty sore, too, so yeah. Yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So if they win Saturday, they play the next weekend? Yes. They play either way the next week. Oh, yeah. Because okay, cool. there's a third, fourth place match. Right. So, yeah, congrats to you and I. Keep on pushing forward. And uh, <laughs> I hope that picked up. <laughs> I hope it did. Um, the you and I women were off this weekend. They will play against Minnesota next week to finish out their conference schedule. Then, Iowa State. So... People aren't sending me Facebook messages. Every time I open a new window, it, the same message yeah. keeps popping up and dinging. I don't like that. It's just people listening live, <clears throat> commenting. <laughs> that would be odd. funny. People yeah. are going crazy. Saying more religious banter. <laughs> we, love, we, we love nuns. <laughs> oh, sister, sister. So Not the Maori twins. All the right. UNI women's team, they were off this weekend. They play Minnesota next weekend. Iowa State men, they hosted their senior day. Uh, they beat the, the University of Nebraska 81-14. to 14. Wow. 
They are the Heart of America North Division champions. Congrats. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then they had their alumni weekend yeah. and Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. Yep. So with that, they crush Nebraska. They play their mm-hmm. alumni versus mm-hmm. their B-side current squad. Heard the alumni whooped them, probably because of Detar and Lucas. And well, yeah, all the Wombats. All the Wombats. <laughs> yeah. Hunter, you know. Former Midwest player, Midwest Thunderbird Jake Norlin, among many others. Was Norlin there? His wife posted something on Facebook. So oh, yeah. so. He got yeah. a black eye, too, poor guy. <laughs> I hope he was there. Otherwise, why do you get a black eye if he wasn't there? Oh, she, I, maybe she oh. meets him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, my gosh. Just no. slander from you and I, guys. Uh, one time, Jake Norland and I sang uh, karaoke at Select Side. We sang Hootie and the Blowfish, Let Her Cry at a bar in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So in he did great there. the Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, they had three people get inducted. Steve Steffen, he played in the 80s and 90s for Iowa State. Then he played for Des Moines. He's a huge supporter of the club still, and he owns C&K Heating and Cooling. Nice. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Probably non-union. <laughs> <laughs> we don't then, judge. Then work. there's Pat Gursky. He played in the late 2000s, was a captain under Malcolm, and a very good eight man. Was Malcolm the guy that coached when we played? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then the last guy. Also, too, I just a little side note. I'm read. I asked Aunt Fryan, "Hey, who got in? Can you send me a little bit about him?" And so I'm reading what Aunt put. Thanks, Aunt. And it's just kind of funny. Like, hey, all you gotta do to make the Hall of Fame in Iowa State. He was a captain. He was a very good eight man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a pattern here. Uh, he was pretty good. Um, and then the last guy. Tim Oxenford. My special doctor friend. My yeah. very rich special doctor friend. <laughs> <laughs> he played in the early 2000s, and he has gone on to win a natty with West Palm Beach, and he has been capped for the USA Touch Team. Whoa. Oh, like, yeah. quite a few years. Yeah. Like, he's gone to, like, China and, like, Australia and, like, all his cool places. And then he does, like, an over... He's, like, on one of the... They just won, like, a national championship... For the Dallas team, for mm, like yeah. the forty and up or whatever group. Oh too. wow! So here's yeah. the thing: I, I wish I would have pulled it up because the Gray Eagles. I don't know if it actually so, counted because we didn't well, go to Iowa State, but um, the B Side well, Boys as a podcast we nominated Tim as like for the Hall of Fame because it's Phil's friend. Yeah, I feel yeah. like now he's a friend of the program. Yeah, and when I looked up all the stuff, like if we spent the next. 10 minutes reading off everything Tim has done in rugby, it wouldn't be enough time. Wow. Like, dude, it's, it's actually a really long list. Like, when I, <laughs> like, when I filled wild. it out, like, hmm. the Google Doc was like, you've used too many letters. Like, you, you can't send this because it's too much. And I had to cut stuff out because, like, he literally has been playing for the last 20 years at a very, right. very high level. So, pretty cool. So, shout out to Tim. Is that really Joe Oxford's brother? It is. Yeah. Joe's his younger brother. We play, Eric and I played uh, high, high school. school with joe oxenford is that, are they from urbandale uh he was from waukee but i think they moved around mm-hmm. yeah because then joe jeffries yeah joe jeffries yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was kind of sad with i wasn't able to go you know wedding so i felt bad so i was talking to tim and he was like yeah i was gonna give a shout out to you and phil and deandre <laughs> and the b-side boys and uh None of you came. I'm like, ah, busted. We're fake fans. Like, <laughs> it's all for show. <laughs> I, I did feel bad, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I gotta I got go to the wedding, you know? Like, what is important to? to. Yeah, I didn't have to, I get to, yeah. You would have gone to the Iowa State alumni? Yeah, event? I would have went if I 
had the weekend free for sure. Hmm. It's America. You're always free. Would you have just mm. worn a mustache yeah. so no one knew who you were and glasses? Mm. 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 Just wear yeah. a wig. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or you could have told everyone you were me. Uh, yeah. no, Nichols. It's Nichols. He's limping around. He's limping Wait, around. he's not in a union. <laughs> he's got a gimp. Uh, <laughs> Give me my union card for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it looked like it was awesome. I saw Aiden Lewis shared that they did a special national champion uh, ring ceremony because they won Sevens National Championship in D1AA mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is his dad, Brad Lewis, was the guy who presented them the rings. So oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was cute. Our, dad's, awesome. yeah, our dad's the best. And being a dad is cool, too. So neat. Especially of two kids. <laughs> yeah. Father, too. I mean, you got two. Why don't you guys give Phil and I one? You'll make it even. I got one I'd give you on several days a week. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> are we setting the offer? <laughs> then on the women's side of things, uh, Iowa State women, they traveled up to Winona, and they punched their ticket to be in the national quarterfinal. They beat Winona State 29-0. to zero. And so I talked to the head coach, Greg Rodriguez. He said, you know, they used the entire bench. They used all 23 players. They knew that Winona... Even though that we're pretty biased towards like you and I and Iowa State, Winona still had a chance to make the playoffs if they would have beat Iowa State. And he said they came out swinging. They gave everything they got. They knew it was going to be a tough match. And Winona played really physical. They played really hard. But Iowa State did not take them lightly. Iowa State was prepared. And yeah, 29-0, their defense was firing on all cylinders. And then just that unselfish play on offense is what really pushed them through. And then again, to get all 23 girls into the match was huge as well. Mm. Congratulations to Iowa State women. Again, they're going to be in the national quarterfinal. They don't know who they're going to play yet, but it's going to be in Indiana. Sounds like possible opponents could be Virginia Tech, Kent State, Indiana. Um, Interesting. You know, those are some schools that, you know, are always in the mix. Yeah. So, especially in the women's side of things. So, what I did notice was you and I was not in that quarterfinal. So that means potentially in the national championship, we could see an Iowa State you and I rematch. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'd love it. Oh my God. We'd have Phone lines are going crazy. That, right? I don't think we'd have the rights to it. NCR would probably do it. But <laughs> yeah, we could do a watch party. How about we just we film us watching like a reaction? We don't actually show yeah. the game. Yeah, that's like what Barstool does with all their stuff. Like, yeah. hey, watch us, watch this. I mean, you didn't have to say that, but no. But that's what it is. Well, that, now we're going to get sued. Why? I don't know. A lot of people do that. Do Lawyers. you understand how suing works? No. <laughs> you, you've said that so Oh, I know bird law. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's why we sang. I believe this man lied about his credentials. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we sang the Rough Riders song, not playing the actual BMX song. So then... The University of Iowa played Minnesota, and I'm not talking about the football game. Uh, so, yeah, let's not talk about um, in, fair, fair in the rugby match, there was no doubt. They won 56-0. Yeah, I saw that. Hey, That's awesome. Uh, so, great way to end the season for them. The Hawks. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was the last regular season match of the season. They whooped up Minnesota. So, that means they end number two in the north. So, they will play against i'm pretty sure the number one in the south mm-hmm. so, yeah the, yeah that's how it worked mm-hmm. last year so pretty sure yeah so yep. who would that be uh kansas yep. 
Mm, yes. So congratulations to the University of Iowa men. And then the Iowa women also ended their season. They played Ohio State, and they ended up winning 53-41. to Oh, nice. Well done. So congratulations. High-scoring affair. Yeah, it was. Hmm. (laughs) So congratulations to them. Uh, Iowa Central Community College, they had a special event as well. They played like Lindenwood, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they played Lindenwood. Lindenwood was definitely up to no good. And it was sophomore day. What does that mean? (laughs) Kind of like a senior day. Yeah, yeah, because when you go to Iowa Central, years. it's a two-year uh, school. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I saw Adam Falk was uh, I was just that. gonna say oh, that. Yeah. Uh, say it. Who? <laughs> say it. Adam Falk was sir. And you know something about Adam Falk? He might be on our show next week. Ooh, spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler. Unless we're in returning Dodge. returning guest. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the show before. Yeah. He sat where Phil's sitting right now. What? Mm-hmm. Never washed that chair. He's... I did plumbing at his house. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you listen next week, I'll give you his address. <laughs> Just publicly doxing Tune him. Tune in. <laughs> probably Tune shouldn't in. do that for referees. I feel like that's probably. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't do that. Not I've known Adam for a long, long time. He's a good man. He's probably the best in the state, though. Everybody loves him. And if they don't, they're wrong. Poo-poo heads. All right. Okay. Is JJ still syrup right now? No. 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 Uh, he's been on the show too I'm long removed what? from the game a little rusty a little rusty yeah, yeah. we're pulling it's you back called, it's called Rugby um, <clears throat> yeah so Iowa Central had that yep and next thing I want to talk about you guys ever heard of Farm Boys Rugby of course yeah absolutely seen it yeah so follow I think, them on Instagram I think good you should yeah, everybody so should, should everyone else right now go follow Farm Boys Rugby yeah they're, they're doing a lot of cool stuff and we're gonna have to probably talk to somebody who can Fill us in on what's all going on with them. Yeah. Your name's Phil. You know what? We're going to give Jason Diedrich a call. All right. Now we're to the interview portion of the show. We have a very special guest today, UNI alumni, Jason Diedrich. Jason, how's it going, man? Great, Phil. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. You know, feeling a little rough from the night before, but I'm he's, making it through. He's so hungover. <laughs> Still hungover. From one night weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. There we all. Oh, but we've got some exciting things going on. The one thing we really wanted to talk to you about, and I've wanted to talk to you for a while about, is this Farm Boys Rugby. You know, saw it pop up on Instagram and Facebook, and then we also got the chance to work with you, play with you this summer with the Wombats Academy. And so, first of all, what is Farm Boys Rugby? Yeah, so we are a rugby club um, located in northwest Illinois. Uh, We play out of Galena, and it's a high school team. Um, I've coached 8th through 12th grade this past spring, so I have some younger kids that play too, so I can kind of bring them along. And, um, yeah, that's kind of of what we got going on, and... uh, it's been fun, and I'm really excited for this upcoming season. Nice. I've been, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think the name is, like, perfect, because you sent a couple of the kids for the Wombats Academy, and they all look like farm boys. They were just all, like, you know, bigger kids. It was like, oh, <laughs> name's fitting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's a legit name. Um, I actually farm myself, and all these kids have, um, you know, egg backgrounds uh they either have farmed or their family has farms 
so uh, it's kind of the real deal, and we're very we're very rural. So, hmm. what kind of uh, what what other teams do you play, or what level of competition are you guys going up against? Yeah, so uh, this past season was our first um, year, and so um, we kind of just did an a la carte deal where I didn't want to set up a schedule ahead of time until I kind of had all the kids, you know, practicing and everything. Um, so we went down to Clinton, and um, that was our first, like, intro game. We played uh, a couple JV games against Cedar Falls. Um, and then we also uh, went out to Waterloo and played um, with the Clinton team. They needed a couple guys, and so those were kind of more friendlies than anything since we, you know, were kind of another team, like, adding on to them or whatever. And um, we also uh, went down to Iowa City and played with the uh, Wombats, which was a great opportunity for my kids to, you know, get more experience and, uh, more importantly, you know, meet uh, new rugby people, make friends and um you know have a great experience so yeah and uh phil still has those t-shirts we were just <laughs> I, talking about it i didn't forget i do need to send them <laughs> i did not i didn't say anything to the kids so nobody knows anything so okay we'll cut this up no, no we're gonna get them there <laughs> oh man shine even mentioned something because yeah. they're like they're in the house or ever have them in the box and stuff still like in the wrapper she's like you have a bunch of rugby shirts down here i'm like yeah i know i need to send those still <laughs> oh man but no it's awesome to see like you know you're getting these kids to play are you gonna have them play in the iowa rugby union or is there an illinois union or carfu union like what will your spring schedule look like this year or is it still going to be an all card as you're kind of building it are there clubs around you guys what's that look like yeah, so that's a great question. You know, we're in the tri-state area, and for us, the tri-state area is Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa. You know, we border all those states. Um, and I have kids out of Wisconsin, you know, some Illinois. Hopefully, maybe I'll pull some Iowa kids over. Um, but the the league that fits us the best is Iowa. Um, you know, primarily, well, for a few reasons. Um, you know, I'm an Iowa rugby guy. That's, you know that's my deal um Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people there um but also you know iowa plays sevens and that's very appealing for me you know being in like rural communities like our our village has 250 people in it so i'm gonna pull like one one kid Mm -hmm. out of there right and the other the other surrounding towns are similar so you know it's a lot less intimidating for me to get a seven side um, going, then to go into Kerfu and you know play in that league where um, you know it's 15, so you know it's a lot more infrastructure, and it's also like the traveling for that is not mm-hmm. you know probably not functional you know so it's it's two and a half, two and a half three hours for us. I don't mind maybe going in there for you know, a couple games, but to actually play a league in there, mm-hmm. I don't think that would work too well. Um, and then out of Madison, um, you know, you have Madison, then you got like Fond du Lac, Green Bay. Um, those teams are all playing, you know, primarily 15s as well. Um, so, you know, we can have some opportunities where we maybe do an a la carte where we uh, work together with like, you know, some Madison United teams uh, up at WRC or whatever um, and kind of you know, get some 15s in or something like that. But I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we play in Iowa, you know, next spring. 
Um, I've kind of sent some feelers out and, um, you know, I think it'd be great for Eastern Iowa having another option for, you know, a team that can play Clinton, Iowa City, Waterloo, um, you know, any of that and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have some games. So, yeah. Definitely. And we've been hearing word of like Dubuque is looking to start up a team this year. I know they've been working on it. Um, Iowa Falls is starting a team. And then there's also just <clears throat> Davenport is also looking to start some teams. So, Hopefully we see more and more Eastern Iowa teams. And like you said, it just seems like the group of kids you have, even though they live in Illinois, Wisconsin, like they feel like an Iowa club. They feel like an Iowa group. Because again, when you when you even say Carfu, Chicago area rugby football union, like it's meant for Chicago. And to take these rural kids and drive them into Chicago doesn't make as much sense than if you drove your kids across you know, the Mississippi River and played against other rural kids who kind of fit the same demographic, the same background. And yeah, sevens too. Less, you know, skills you got to teach in the scrum, less skills you got to teach in like all of those aspects where you just find 10, 12 kids, you get them on the field, we can play. So no, I love that. I would really love to see the farm boys in yeah, that'd be cool. the Iowa Rug or the Iowa Youth Rugby Association. And again, it was great, you know, working with you in the summer as we were trying to pull kids together. Like, kids want to play in the summer. Um, let's just throw it together, make it happen. So it was awesome. And yeah, Phil's gonna get those shirts to you. And <laughs> but my question I wanted to ask you too: How did this start? Was it just did a kid? Was there a kid that was interested, or did you just say like, I want to make this happen? How did you start it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've always been interested in, you know, getting back into rugby, like coaching, like that's something that's always been really appealing to me. Um, and I have a 15 year old son, Will, uh, who said the magic words that any, you know, former rugby player or current rugby player wants to hear is, uh, dad, I want to play rugby. And so, you know, after that, I said, well, you know, if you want to play, we'll get a high school team together and, um, we'll see what happens. So that's kind of how it started. Um, you know, for Will, he's been around rugby his entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I guess maybe like, uh, you know, conventional wisdom. I took him to a lot of alumni weekends (laughs) and, and, uh, he continually would ask me every year to come to alumni weekend. So it must've made a good impression on him. And, um, yeah. So between that, um, and him, you know, going to a lot of you and I games, he, he knows all the current players. Um, he's been on the sideline. Um, he's traveled with them. We went down to new Orleans and to Houston, um, because those were just kind of fun. Like, you know, those are rugby trips, right. And, that's like special time to have with your friends. And if you can do that with your son, that's like even better. So oh, definitely. Yeah. And he also got the, uh, the signed Paul Emmerich Jersey this past alumni what? weekend, right? Or I did. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I, you know, I, I can't have that back in my mind. If we ever have, you know, an auction item, you know, from Paul, that's like signed, I'm going to go for that. And then it just so happened. There was one this year, you know, from Cope. And I was all over that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Good for you for bringing your kid. 
whenever alumni weekend comes, it's my excuse to get away from my children, <laughs> but you're really leaning in and making us parents all look like shit. Well, I brought both my kids. Well, you're not being interviewed. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, too. He uh, scored a try in the alumni. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he scored a try. Yeah, yeah, he, had a, he actually had a good game. Yeah, he, you know, I like to I like to have a good time for sure. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I also have probably an equal amount of dad guilt. And you know, if you have a kid that actually wants to do it, and you know, how can you say no? Sure, you know, sure. So, no, love it, and <clears throat> really cool too. Because I saw you guys also had an order for t-shirts as well from Mana. Uh, did those get a lot of a lot of people buy those? Those were sweet T-shirts, and you had like rugby singlets with, I don't know, had like a, a farm on it with the tractor, and like I don't know, those were really awesome. Did you get a lot of traction? People get those. You know, I definitely got my fill of all that merchandise because it's awesome, and uh, we did sell. I mean, you know, considering we're a, a new club mm-hmm. and have kind of like a little bit of a limited reach. Um, we sold quite a bit of merchandise from that, and that stuff was awesome. So, nice. you know, I think any little thing you can do to kind of like promote yourself um, is a, is a good thing to do. So. Oh yeah, and I think too, you guys have a perfect name. Like, it's fun, it's different, and it like catches people's eyes. Like, like you know what you're getting into. Kind of like how Phil said, like, you know, the name really fits your boys, and um, it, it kind of like you know the play style already just based off of your team name. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're we're a Midwest rugby team, and you guys know what that means, and we're proud of that. So, definitely. Well, whatever help you need to get the boys playing in the Iowa Youth Rugby Association, let us know because we would love to see it. And like I said, I think there's going to be at least two, three more teams on the eastern side of the state. So, would love to see you and your boys in the league, and yeah, we'll help however we can make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Nice. And so Nichols wanted to know, I know he's been wanting to ask, what is, what's your yeah. favorite? Now we're switching from, uh, from the farm boys now to you and I, what, what was your yeah. favorite, uh, memory up at you and I, when you were playing there and what years did you play? Yeah. So I played from 2000 to 2004 and you know, um, I actually was a soccer player. So I played soccer growing up and uh, I was an aggressive soccer player, but I was a (laughs) soccer player and it kind of fit me, but it kind of didn't. And, you know, after I got done with high school, I thought I was just done playing sports, you know, and, you know, kind of lollygagged that summer and I got to school and I was like, I want to get back in the weight room because that's like my favorite thing to do, you know, when I was younger is lifting weights, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so Nichols uh, nodding Robert his Roman, head too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still no, yes, the weights. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's where that's where we got recruited. Like a bunch of us, um, you know, from third floor on Ryder, um, you know, we're we're lifting, and uh, Rob Roman came up to us and was like, "Hey, you guys, you know, you got to play, you know, rugby." And we're like, "Okay." And they kept asking us, and we're like. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet, and that's how we got started. So, who are some other guys yeah. you played with during that time? Yeah, was that are you like Chisel's age or who like Pisney, like that kind of class? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I went to high school with Chisel, so we're the same <laughs> age. Yeah, it was Chiz. Yeah, yeah, 
And then, yeah, Piz, yeah, was same same age too. I, I actually used to live with him, so um, I know him pretty well. Uh, Big Mike, oh yeah, um, yeah, twelves. Mm. Yeah, um, I yeah, almost llama. Okay, yeah, uh, those are yeah, Zach, hard names. Zach, yeah, Struby. Um, yeah, and then like the upperclassmen at the time when I went out, I mean, it was pretty intimidating at first because those guys were animals. Um, but like the team leader was like Ryan Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Paul was playing. Um, so you yeah, like O'Hara and Cope and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. So O'Hara was was there. Um, like my freshman year, and then that was his last year. And Cope was around. I think he graduated the. Year, I want to say the year before, but okay. I mean, he obviously, was like still around. So, yeah. Big Mike came to a practice when I was maybe a freshman. Yeah, because yeah. you guys weren't there, and that might be. I think it was like the only time I ever threw up from something physical. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Mike was a, a great player, a great guy, uh, fun to hang out with. Um, yeah, we. So his uh, he's probably not hilarious or so whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah. So we played like in Indiana, and like Mike had not done a Zulu yet, you know. <laughs> and so for, for whatever reason, we go to the, the rugby house, like for that, you know, after party social, and Mike decides, like, yeah, I'm gonna do my Zulu, and we're like, all right. So he does a Zulu and he runs around the house and while he's running we threw all his clothes up on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets back like, yeah, I did my Zulu. And then like, it got real awkward, you know, because he's standing there like, you know, naked, you know. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. So was it, is Big Mike a fitting nickname? (laughs) cut that that's definitely not gonna cut <laughs> i was gonna say is he yeah. the reason why we do that one drill do we big call Mike. big mike yeah. Yeah. yeah he went to new zealand or something right i when you got fast i don't know i think he played overseas he, maybe he I was overseas a... yeah yeah mike Mikey played overseas after I was gone, so I'm not too sure like what summer that was, but yeah, he went over there. So it's insane the amount of kids I've coached and people I've coached, also adults, where warming up, we're like, "Hey, we're running big mics," and I I don't know big Mike, never met him, we'll always called big, but mics. I've always called this drill big mics, and so you, it's just. Do you know what drill we're talking about? I, I do not know. <laughs> It's just like it's like the three man passing drill back and forth, right? Is yeah, yeah, four game? lines and you just pass back and forth, and then you Two hit guys. a switch on the end or you hit a skip. Just a very simple Dude. passing drill, and we always just say big mics and, and hundreds you, of people. No one knows who he is because yeah. like like but they know what it is. And like when we were at you and I, every time it would be big mics, we'd start going big mic, big mic. <laughs> As we're getting in line, none of us knew like why. Lasting legacy. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I, I can promise you next spring my team's going to be running big mics. So. <laughs> yeah, speaking, of, speaking of overseas stuff, though, like getting back on Farm Boys, um, 
Are you you guys are doing like a tour? Is what I saw. Yeah. So you know, I'm when I see an opportunity in life, I take it. You know, and so or at least I look at it. And so I just happened to see the golf rugby report that you know these uh, Panther Rugby Academy was going to New Zealand and they're looking for players and. You know, I just like, kind of like said something to my wife. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And she said, well, you guys should go. And Whoa. I'm like, well, <laughs> green light. Uh, oh. Don't get yeah. I, was like, I was like, all right. So, and then I asked Will and I said, is that something you'd be interested in? And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I said, well, we're going to do it. And anybody on the team that wants to go is more than welcome to come and we'll do a tour. So. That is so cool. That's that's in New Zealand, then, right? Is that where you guys are going? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's in New Zealand. It's a twelve day trip. Um, it's June twenty first to July second, I think. Nice. And the itinerary is just ridiculous. You know, it's like um, there's three three matches that we get to play in. And um, we get to train with like Wellington coaches, Canterbury coaches. Wow. That's cool. Um, the Crusaders, I think we might be able, might be training with them, and some. I, I'm pretty sure we're meeting with All Blacks too. What? So, do you guys need a chaperone? Yeah, you need some, <laughs> you need some assistant coaches that four in particular. I'm really sorry. Well, I was I was peeing. Did you say you're gonna meet the All Blacks? Is that what just happened? Yeah, and the Crusaders in Wellington. I I think that we'll meet maybe some of them. I don't know. Oh yeah. my god. And yeah, and Can the you All Blacks. Me? So <laughs> yeah. So there's a professional match that we're gonna go to, and it's most likely gonna be an All Blacks match, but their schedule hasn't come out yet. So gotcha. damn. Like an international test, or they'd be playing. You don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Either way, though, that's a huge opportunity. That's going to be very cool for your son and then anybody else that goes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just, like, an unbelievable, like, life experience. Uh, you know, the guys that they're going to play with, uh, you'll they'll know them the rest of their life. They'll have contacts in New Zealand after this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. Um, and you know, so I kind of talked, I sent a message to the, um, Panther rugby Academy coach just to say, hi, his wife is actually the one that's the, that's, you know, puts these tours together. That's kind of her job. Okay. And so she was like super friendly. So it's, it's a good fit. Like, um, as you know, my, you know, the one thing I thought of is like competition level. Like, I mean, we're not like elite or anything by any means. Um, so we're just going to go over there, like just to have a great experience and see what happens. So, you did know, you, did you play with Matt Speedy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So he was our scrummy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he lives yeah, over he's there. Good. He's, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see, I'm a, I'll send him a message. Um, we have a couple days with like, you know, like open afternoons or whatever. So I don't know if it's like, if it would work out or not, but you know, I'm going to send him a message since we're like flying halfway across the world. You know? yeah. yeah. I've been talking to him uh, whenever New Zealand's been playing in the world cup. I've hit him up a couple of times. He's a, 
He's that guy's a riot, as I'm sure you know <laughs> better than I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a lot of fun, and he <laughs> he was like the biggest trash talker I ever played with. Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. No way, a scrum half talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> He got his nose yeah. broken in the alumni weekend one year, or the alumni game. Alec Hanna broke his nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, do you know, awesome. is it like, do they give you an idea, like, if they need, like, more guys or whatever? Because it's like, I bet there's, let me, I'm not, I'm not ask for me. Phil's going to suit up. No, it's like. I am 12. I'm just, I am 12. No, I'm just curious, because I'm, I'm sure there's probably some guys, some kids that are playing the you know, in Iowa that would potentially want an opportunity like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I've, I've thought about that. And, um, I just say if there's a kid out there that's interested in, in doing that, um, get a hold of me or, you know, um, or one of you guys to connect us mm-hmm. and we'll see what we can make happen because yeah, I mean, you, you want a tour, like that's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. Like you said, I mean, the experience that you'll get from that, not only just like in rugby, but just life, like to be like a high school kid, to go experience another culture, see rugby at a completely different level and looked at and coached a completely different way. And also what you bring back to your home club. I feel like that's going to be huge because then you go to your next practice with your home club and it's like, Hey, let's, uh, let's give this a go. Like I just, it'll be just, you know, exponential what they'll bring back. I went to, uh, my brother lived in Paris for a while when I was in high school and I went and saw a, a professional game in France and yeah, it, it just, I don't know, it makes you feel like you know the game more, I don't know, it's like, uh, it's almost like osmosis when you're in that environment mm. of that higher level, mm. That it'd be like a, I imagine it's like a AAU football playing kid going to an NFL game, you know, just, I don't know, I think it'll be really great for those kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the phases of the game, like watching that internationally is so much different than anything you would see here that I think it would open anybody's eyes up to, you know, see what you can do in the game um, that maybe a lot of people don't don't know yet or just haven't experienced that. Especially around here, like they're going to see people kick the ball for the first time in open play. I mean... That yeah. never happens yeah. here. <laughs> At least not very often. Yeah. Very well. No. <laughs> no. It's kind of like, you know, kicking around here is why are you giving the ball away? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I I like kicking um, if you're able to do it. And so, you know, Will's, Will's been kicking since he was, you know, in kindergarten or whatever. So, um, you know, I always encourage him to, you know, if you have an opportunity where you can use your foot, uh, it's just a w- total wild card. Like nobody, just people don't expect. You know, if you're k- throwing a grubber or mm-hmm. you know just a, a little kick over the top or something. So. Oh yeah, being a soccer guy, you probably are like, yeah, why don't we kick more often? And I'm sure later in this episode, when we talk about World Cup, we're probably going to get into kicking because there was a pretty good match between England and South Africa, and a lot of kicking and. Yeah, it just looks so different outside of the United States. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one more thing that these kids are really going to get when they're down in New Zealand is they're going to come back with so many cool T-shirts and jerseys and cool swag. It's going to be, oh, man, I can just see Phil's eyes light up. Do you have any spots for for a guy like Phil? (laughs) He could shave his beard. They don't know. (laughs) 
you know, it's coaches can come with, and Phil did coach my kids. So, oh, I mean, hey. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a pretty slender fella. I could probably fit in a large piece of luggage. You could just throw me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I speak the language that, if you need an interpreter. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gimli, you just, oh my God. I ruined it. I'm sorry. I'm also, here. when you talk into that, he yeah. can't hear you over here. Ah! Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Sorry, we're, you know, we're working, we're working something out behind the scenes here. <laughs> we're good. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to share about the farm boys? Anything else coming up or uh, anything else people should know? Or if people want to get a hold of you? Um, What's yeah. your home address? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, uh, you know, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, uh, farmboysrugby at gmail.com is probably the easiest way. Um, you know, this upcoming season, we're just, you know, we're going to go start planning. Um, we actually have a social on Wednesday. Um, so it'll be good to see all the kids. We kind of, you know, took some time off during football just because it's, that's pretty packed schedule. So oh, yeah. I kind of just avoid that. Of course. Um, but yeah, the plan right now, hopefully play in Iowa, um, you know, June, go to New Zealand. And then July, if we have it in us, that's when Illinois Sevens is. Um, and so whether or not we do that or not, we'll, we'll see. So And we'll have more Wombat Academy stuff, too. So we'll yep. definitely be reaching out if your boys want to join yeah. us, too. And yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So. Awesome. We'll be we'll be in touch definitely about the spring season and stuff like that. So, good luck with everything, man. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk to you soon. Yeah, good to talk to you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was it was good talking to you. And uh, hopefully, I see you sooner than alumni weekend. But if not, you know, I'm sure I'll see you guys then. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> Kisses all around. <laughs> Kisses for everybody. <laughs> we'll see you, Jason. All right, take care, guys. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs. 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. All right, and that was our interview. Finding out more about the farm boys. And also, too, Eric Nichols is going pee. He brought up this new idea. Whenever someone goes pee on the podcast, we're going to copy another podcast, and they say yeah. Tinkle Talk. Tinkle Talk. And we're going to talk about that person, maybe share <laughs> a silly story about them. He's um, a goof. So do you guys have a silly story about Eric? Not anything like it's all in this podcast. Yeah. So. 
I mean, oh, you're saying he does a lot of bad things? He does no, a lot of He likes to things? cuddle. I remember that back in the day. He would he would break into your room and then go to the futon and cuddle and only be the... He just said, I don't want to be the big spoon. You, you know? did that. Well, yeah. Where do you think I learned it from? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you're talking about you. You just shared a photo in our group chat the other day of you and me cuddling 13 years ago. Yeah, but you were cuddling me, weren't you? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Oh, he's Jeremy back. Jeremy was there. He's oh, back. Tinkle talk, so, tinkle talk, tinkle talk. We explained what tinkle talk was, mm-hmm. but we couldn't think of a story. Yeah. So I don't I think, think that's going to be our thing. I mean, it could be later. You said you like yeah. cuddling, but you like to be the small spoon, not the big spoon. That's right? true, because I'm little and I run, I run cold. He's kind of weird. I'm <laughs> well, a weird guy. He's weird guy. Well, we all run hot, so that makes sense. Well, uh... Mr. Gray got... Oh, another story. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say... Farm boys. That's pretty Farm cool boys. what he's doing. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that I hope that it latches on whether it's them traveling to because it sounds like they're gonna have to travel no matter what they do. Right. Whether they do something car food related or mm-hmm. like well the I don't know as much as you know, will the Iowa high school do you think they'll play nice with a team from out of state? Is that is there a I would think so just because it's like gerrymandering? Is that a thing? I, like I don't think there's I mean, I feel like Carfu would have to argue with Iowa Youth Rugby. I, I don't know how that would work, but, like, I, we need teams in the eastern side of the state, and it would make more sense for them to play Clinton than it would, like, Clinton to go all the way to Fort Dodge. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. like that is going to be closer for them. And, you know, one of the big reasons why clubs don't exist or why they fold is because they have to travel two, three hours to go play some matches, so... Gimli, what do you think? Well, I think I just remember that that Augustana uh, College or University was in Eastern Illinois, right? And they would come play in the Iowa part of the Iowa Rugby Union. They'd always come play at all Iowa and stuff. You played for Augustana, didn't you? No, that you. Who did you play? There's two. Yeah, that wasn't a real there's college. An August, <laughs> yeah, there's an Augustana in Iowa, but the Augustana rugby was, I'm pretty sure, was another college in Illinois. But they were like on the river, well, and they would come and they would come over. and Play in the Iowa Rugby Union, and again, Carfu is Chicago. Like yeah. almost Chicago. all the clubs in Carfu are like Chicago or a suburb of Chicago. Everything yeah. outside of Chicago and Illinois is pretty rural, and yeah. they're kind of left to their own yeah. devices. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like high school's a little bit different, but I mean, like yeah, with men's league, like we've had Omaha play in the Iowa Rugby Union for a long time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they're out of state, but there was no fuss about it. Right, but right, again, right, right, right. senior side. Um, High school, school side, different. a little bit. Different. Yeah, yeah. I think the main thing that you need is somebody, a figurehead that's going to put in the effort, and it seems like Jason is willing and able to yeah. do that. So yeah. I think he'll be knocking on the doors. Maybe yeah. the vice president of the union could help or something like the Iowa Rugby Union. Probably, but the Iowa Youth Rugby and Iowa Rugby Union are two separate entities. Oh, so exactly. I'm sure they'll work nicely together, though. But yeah. no, I think uh, hoping to see them there in the spring, and also. What an awesome opportunity to take those kids to New Zealand. Dude, That's so I cool. Know. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> no, I keep talking the whole time he was talking. You were you just like, go. Oh, yeah. You could go, Phil. Mm-hmm. I know. I just thought I was like a convenient time to go pee, listen about, you know, farm boys rugby, and I came back, and they're going to meet the All Blacks. I, my fucking mind was blown. You know. Yeah. Pack your jandals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell? Yeah. I've been, so, I've, been re- I've been waiting to say that since he said New Zealand. I'm like, I'm gonna say Jandals. I went to uh, Vegas Sevens. Uh, this would have been like 2010, maybe, and I was the only you and I kid. Anyway, I roomed with Matt Speedy, who we talked about, who was Paul Emmerich's high school foreign exchange student from New Zealand. Got Paul Emmerich into rugby. 
Paul and Matt, Pella. Speedy, Pella Dutch, both played at UNI. And uh, anyway, I, I think it was like the morning, day two in Vegas Sevens, and Speedy wanted to buy some sandals, as they're called in the United States. And he goes to like the hotel gift shop and he goes, Now nah, I'm looking for some jandos. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lady looks at him and he goes, Jandos? And she looks and stares and says, he says, Jandos? And then I said, he wants to buy sandals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just remember there was an alumni weekend where we were on Main Street, and I was with you and Speedy. And you told me that story. And I'm pretty sure someone's sandal blew out. And then you just started yelling at them. Like, he needs new jandals. Jandals. <laughs> jandals. jandals. And uh, I'll never look at sandals the same. Yeah. <laughs> or New Zealand or Speedy. Yep. Yeah. He's a good boy. He That's came funny. out to Colorado when we played in the national championship with Bremer. That guy's a riot. It was wild. <laughs> He's a he is a fun fun time. Yes. Speaking I, of fun, I'm gonna keep oh, us. I love fun. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <let's> <laughs> um, in let's do it. men's club rugby, Des Moines yeah. rugby, they hosted Metropolis this weekend. They won fifty to twenty. Wow. That's good wow. Job. Which. Is that they have one more match? Or does that conclude the fall season for them? Pretty sure they have one more. Okay. Yep. Is their ticket punched for? No, no, they pretty much the only way that they can get in is if Banshees would lose, and then they were putting up like a substantial margin. Oh, so on they're people. not gonna make playoffs? No, so, because they only take one team for D two. Okay. Because okay. they play each other twice. So right. And they have eight matches where like D three has six. So then that's why they're like that covers it. So the Banshees next week play at home against Palmer, and Palmer was supposed to play against St. Paul, but that match was canceled. I think St. Paul might have forfeited. And then next week, uh, Des Moines is supposed to go to St. Paul. So it'll be interesting to see. Also, fun fact, Des Moines rugby has – this is really funny. Des Moines rugby has those apartments right next to their field. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's people that, like, from the apartments are like, hey, don't park here – Whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm in Dubuque this Saturday. And I get this message from the Wombats account. And it says, you need to keep your people off our property. These have been turned into the office to send to the West Des Moines Police Department. Dude, these people in this apartment complex are crazy. Oh, I know. I've, I've seen, like, I've been to, like, you know, Des Moines pitch for sevens and stuff like that. And some of them are just kind of... Like they, like they I have nothing better to yeah, do. Yeah, like they're just out there complaining yeah. and stuff, and it's like, and like people being too loud. Why are you sitting too close? Because like there was like one tournament, it was really fucking hot out, and we were trying to, you know, sit language. By, <laughs> uh, my bad. <laughs> we were trying to find Fuck. shade, and like the building is providing like the only shade out there. And we're like, you had to cover close. your head. Yeah, that too. And we were sitting kind of close to the Bill's building, ball. and people were like bitching that we were like too close to the apartments. Like, are you serious? Like, but like, you have nothing better to do on a Saturday. You yeah. live next to a rugby field. Yeah. You're surprised they're playing rugby there. <laughs> right. I mean, I get when like if a team from out of state comes and they take every parking spot. I, I understand yeah. why you'd yeah. be mad. But like to just like look out your window and be like, oh, all these people are having fun on a sunny rabble, Saturday. Rabble, rabble. Yeah, like get out. So of they here. message you. Thinking that the Wombats were the Des Moines club? Yeah. Wow. But yet, I talked to Nate Tisdale, and he's like, this person has also messaged us every single day for the last, like... Is it just a resident, or is like a... a, Yeah, it's uh, a resident. But, I mean, there's there's always been, like, a couple. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think... 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, guys from Des Moines would know more about it than I would, but I mean, just from what I've seen, anytime I've ever been there, it's like grow up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I up. just, I just had to say, like, I feel bad for Des Moines that like their neighbors, because it could be a really cool thing where it's like you have apartments and like people could live there and then play rugby, or like people could not play rugby and just be like, hey. This is a fun place to be. I don't play rugby, but I'm going to drink beer with you and eat hot dogs or whatever. <laughs> Imagine but, playing oh, on the team and living Shout there, out. though, and not showing up for practice. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, close. You see your blinds close. open and close. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're in there. Uh, yeah, that could be good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> or you live there and you have a rugby sticker on your car, and it's like, you can't fucking park here. It's like, I live here. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. so conflicted. Like, <laughs> Uh, 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 talk about bird law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> it was. You might get suspended. I'm from sorry. Show. <laughs> you, uh, I'm moving along. So then we had playoffs. Been in... We've been here for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opening that garage door until uh, we're done. Uh, no cigars for you. I don't even have them. Smoke if you got them. Not okay. me. <laughs> On to D3 Rugby. D3 started playoffs this weekend. And Bremer County Bucks were the one seed in Iowa. They hosted the Rochester Rogues. Rochester ends up winning 35-24. And then on the other side, Quad City Irish, they were the two seed in Iowa. They went up to play against the Red River Ruffians. Red River Ruffians win 50-12. to So, unfortunately, tough I'm, I'm super confused, too, about women's D2. I saw that... Palmer women are actually excluded from the playoffs because they self-regulated. Regulated. So they chose to move from D1 to D2. And for some reason, that means they are ineligible for the playoffs, even though they're just running through everyone. I kind of get it. But also, Bremer moved from D2 to D3. I, I don't understand the rules. Like, yeah. I, I think Palmer should be in the playoffs for the women, and I and I think Bremer should be on the playoffs for the men. Like, I don't understand why, whatever. Why Why they, yeah, yeah. being punished. I mean, because I thought the whole deal is, like, if you had to sit out for playoffs, is if, say, you're D3 and they want you to move up to D2, or you're D2 and they want you to move up to D1, and you refuse to do that, then I thought that's when you would have to sit out for playoffs is because you refuse to move up. But I also think there's a part of, like, if you're a higher-level team and you're like, eh, we want to be good at a lower level, they're trying to avoid – the union is trying to avoid people cherry-picking where they're at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's fair, yeah. but also – That's not why Palmer did it. And yeah. when I was on the Bremer team that mm-hmm. went from D2 to D3 – and it wasn't because we wanted an easy ride to a national championship. It's because we were the only D2 team in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So all the majority of our games were driving to the Twin Cities or, or Chicago, Chicago yep. or further. And it was tough on everyone. And we'd go yeah. play Eastside Banshees with – we actually had to have a uh, shout-out to James McDonald, Jimbo, he yeah. sipped for Bremer mid-season or right when the season started because we went to play in Minnesota, and he had to come as a Minnesota resident that didn't really play with us <laughs> and play with us so we could have 15 guys mm-hmm. to field the side because the travel was so tough. So it wasn't like what people would think is like, we want to play in D3 so we could just beat everyone. It's right. like, no, we want to have – like how can you be like, come play rugby, try this sport out. Oh, you have to – it's going to take up – every single one of your Saturdays and a lot of your Sunday mornings too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something too Jimbo. when when yeah. 
I was someone, just talking to him about World Cup stuff. Anyway, someone in the union acceleration like, with him. from Midwest <laughs> asked me, like, <laughs> we did. We did. How, how come, like, Iowa teams struggle at D2? And it's like, because there's only one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you have multiple Minnesota teams. They're just driving to Minnesota. You have an entire Chicago league. They only play Chicago teams. This year, having both Des Moines and Palmer, but that's still... That's a, still a decent that's amount of driving. Jaunt, yeah. But, like... The fact that there's actually two Iowa teams, that helps them so much. Mm-hmm. And whenever Bremer was D2, because we were on one of those yeah. teams too. That, the travel really, sucks because we had to go to Wisconsin, Chicago a couple of times, yeah. Minnesota. Like mm-hmm. Green Bay is not sucks. a fun drive. Dude, I actually felt like, I swear, like we were D2. I felt like we were traveling like every weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Every weekend. I felt like we had no home matches. We were driving from Des Moines to Waverly. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> so you were driving every weekend. <laughs> You're right. We didn't have home, but, but no. So I think that's something that, from a thousand miles away, it's really easy to see. Like, oh, someone dropped down. They just want an easy. Ma-. It's like no, the the driving doesn't make sense. I saw Kansas City Rugby Club played the Kansas City Blues in D three rugby this weekend, <clears throat> and Kansas City won like eighty seven to twelve. And I saw people in the comments were like, oh, you guys could move up to D two, and Patrick Clifton, I think, is coaching that Kansas City team, and he like snapped back at people and was like, "That's a 16-hour round trip if we move up." Like Kansas City teams at the lower levels, they struggle because a lot of times Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado are, and Arkansas and Oklahoma are all bunched together, Mm. and their drives are so far away. It's like if we move up, we lose half of our roster because it's not worth it, and so. That's what's frustrating. I guess that's just a little soapbox of like, there's no good solution between D2, D3 because it's like they want the best teams, almost like a funnel going upwards. Mm -hmm. But yet, once you get to the top, and I think of WPL for the women, it's so hard because you have teams in like Colorado, California, Boston, Chicago. They have to play weekly. That's Mm -hmm. so hard. You're a club player. I mean, it's as close as you get to like professional for like women but like you have to travel all over the place and you know like you think d1 men they're traveling super far oh yeah d2 it's a little bit less than d3 it's more local i mean that's why the wombats exist we didn't want to travel far it wasn't about level of play it was like yeah we want to be social we want to play rugby but we don't want to drive 16 hours in one weekend because yeah, maybe our wives won't let us. I also think Bremer <laughs> got moved up to D two during that whole shebang because mm-hmm. there was another D two team in Iowa, and they wanted to have Iowa have a D two team. So right. it's like we were forced up. Right. I don't know. Anyway, no, it's a it's a whole thing. So frustrating for so Palmer women are out, and then it looks like unless there's a miracle, Palmer men and Des Moines men in D two are out. Yeah, it seems like it's bullshit that Palmer's out. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and then yeah, it is. And then Rochester beat Bremer. Red River beats Quad City. So there's no D3 Iowa teams. And then River City lost in D4. So yeah, sad, of weekend. sad yeah, moment. Yeah, all of our sucks. all of our club teams are now officially eliminated. So, yeah, but I mean, like, still nothing really to like hang heads on too much. You know, like obviously, congrats to Bremer and Quad City for making it to playoffs, you know, and they, they played a good season. So, well, and I think that also shows the level of rugby in the Midwest is moving up. Mm. And because I would say too, like, I'm really surprised that both Bremer and quad city did not 
win. So. I, I'm pretty biased, but also like Red River was D four the last couple of years. But they also won D four Midwest like, Midwest yeah. like the past couple yeah. of years too. So, but still, there's part of me that's like, and we they played can do we, it. we played Rochester Rogues last year, and they were actually real. They were good. They were very physical, you know. So, I mean, like Minnesota League is good, right? <laughs> and what I was gonna say was. I feel like this year, the Iowa D3 was way better this year than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like rugby's gotten better. Des Moines rugby and Palmer rugby, I feel like, had a way better showing in D2 this year than last year. Because um, wasn't Des Moines 4-4 four four last year? Or they were 6-2. and two. They were 6-2, and two. yeah. They, they, they lost two. the Banshees twice okay. last year. And I think probably this, they're going to have the same record this year. Uh, yeah, because they've lost yeah. to Banshees and... Palmer wants each. So. Gotcha. So, I mean, I just feel like level of play in Iowa's gotten better. So, the fact that, like, we don't have teams in the playoffs still, it's like everybody else is getting better, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, speaking of things getting better, we're going to move into the World Cup. <clears throat> oh. And that's where we are going to have our international rugby correspondent, Eric Nichols. <laughs> He's going to take over on the show. I love that because it's like, it sounds so professional. Let me tell you, the weather here in France, can you guys hear me well? <laughs> Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Hey, how are the uh, baguettes? Je tombe dans l'escalier. Omelette du fromage. Escargot. <laughs> That's beautiful. What is that? Have Austin. I ever made that joke? It just means I fell down the stairs. Oh. No. Yeah. I fell down the stairs at Ryan Gray's old house. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. Why is no one helping me? No one cares. Talk Ask, about a tinkle talk. Ask Eric Nichols. Or Eric Eric Cron. Cron. I was going to say, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Keep it that way. All right. So, you brought it up. <laughs> semifinals, Rugby World Cup. First game yeah. Friday was New Zealand-Argentina. Mm-hmm. I think, so England and Argentina both advanced to the semifinals and I I feel like I kind of dogged on both these teams because they weren't playing very well. But I think it should be noted that I think it's really big for both those nations. They're both, you know, they hadn't been doing all that well lately, but they got right, they got their shit together at the right time. Mm-hmm. So good for them. I said it was a pretty easy pick, South Africa and New Zealand to win these games. Uh, just to recap, so New Zealand plays Argentina. I thought Argentina came out really tough uh, first. You know, it reminded me a lot of the New Zealand-Italy game. Mm. You know, Jordy Barrett, you know, a couple in uh, New Zealand in their own territory, some clearance kicks for territory out of bounds, and they were really bad kicks. Like, they were kind of rattled early. But that script flipped quickly for New Zealand. They end up beating yeah. Argentina 44-6. to Pretty handily, oh, yeah. yeah. No tries scored by Argentina. The, the game was wet. So the World Cup in France started extremely hot, and then now the every match has been rainy. And now the mm-hmm. yeah the weather has shifted from like mandatory water breaks um, to now a lot of rain it's and too wind. much water. <laughs> 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 the tail of water. Um, so New uh, New Zealand uh, wing Will Jordan had a hat trick on the day. Yeah, and he currently is tied with he has eight tries this tournament wow. which is tied for the most of all time selfish Very well, selfish. <laughs> it works yeah. um argentina had a really tough time handling the ball it seemed mm. like new zealand didn't they were clinical you know i i heard somewhere that when in the new zealand game against ireland they had zero handling errors and i think 
I don't know what the stat is if it's on the whole tournament, but New Zealand is like 32, 31 of 32 line out success. Wow. So they are just Holy shit. humming. And it's not just running people over kicking game. It's all the little things, you know, yeah. the mm-hmm. ball's always in the right mm-hmm. spot. It's never lost, you know, no stupid Eric Nichols limping <laughs> scrums <laughs> dropping always the ball. Dropping and limping. They were scrumming very well too. I mean, yes. because Argentina's pretty strong yes. back normally, but. I saw they were blowing a couple up, and they had to re- they had to stop, and they couldn't get as low, at least in the second half. The second half, they got pretty tired, and New, yeah, New, and New they, Zealand just kept holding strong. And they brought in an entire new it. front row. And yeah. And just, <clears throat> I thought... Well, oh, I was going to say, too, like, I just... I don't remember where I heard it, but I really liked it. It was a coach who said, like, you know, when you think of rugby, it's a thousand little mini competitions... And every single time you're in one of those moments, it's always like a one-on-one, whether it's like a scrum, a line-out, or even just one-on-one tackle. Like, you have to win that moment. And it's like a thousand mini games. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like New Zealand really focuses in the moment, and they win their one-on-ones. And then over the course of 80 minutes, even though it seems like something so tiny, winning a breakdown, winning just even moving just – instead of getting pushed back in the game line and a tackle falling forward that extra meter, like they win those and it just adds up over the course of 80 minutes. And like you said, it's just clinical. And I don't know. I just don't know how they do it. Like it just seems I, yeah, crazy because it's like the handling errors, even with rain, like they just don't make mistakes. And I think their team, you know, it looks to me like they're all world-class athletes and they're like massive mm-hmm. on a scale of like us, you know, four morons sitting in this garage but none oh, of them look nice. <laughs> none of them look like extremely but yeah impressive like Bowden mm. barrett doesn't look like like if you saw him on the street you're like that's a fit guy yeah or like that's a big fella but they yeah. don't you wouldn't be like that's a world-class best in his right yeah. but they all do everything yeah. so sharply and so skills condition they're it's cheek, just they're all cheeky. they're all they always show up all the time and one so, of them didn't want him to get carded for playing the ball on the ground because he was just slapping it well if got, i could get through my fucking oh, notes sorry. i didn't know this was your segment <laughs> <laughs> <I'm asking questions. laughs> no i know but i thought that new zealand's scrum half strength too <laughs> aaron smith played extremely well i mean he had a score that was pretty much all him he had a you know, kind of a, a rough ball out of a rock, two dummies, and he scores. Um, this uh, is why we need video. Gimli just put his hood up and pulled the string, <laughs> but his mouth isn't covered, so I think he's going to. So he still really solve the problem. I got a big mouth. <laughs> uh, New Zealand's captain Sam Kane had come into this over the last couple of years. He's wears the number seven jersey, which before him was Richie McCall, who's like widely regarded as the greatest All Black and sometimes think the greatest rugby player of all time. Wow. And he hadn't been up to form. And the last two games, Ireland yeah. in this game, he played outstanding in the breakdown, shutting everything down. You know, you play kind of soft defense on the wings. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have your loose forwards kind of flanking, mm-hmm. as their name implies. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought they were extraordinary. Uh, Scott Barrett, as Gimli alluded to, got a yellow card late in the game, laying in a scrum and playing the ball. He kind of have a, has a history of cards. And just one thing I think is of note, he got his yellow card in the 66th minute. So he was eligible to come back in the 76th with four mm-hmm. minutes left. That's huge. And New Zealand had cleared the bench with all their subs, and they mm-hmm. elected to play a man down for the final four minutes. Oh. 
like to, I suppose, to give him rest and to not to avoid potentially getting another card that would turn to, which is just such an alpha move. Mm -hmm. And Ireland (laughs) still did not score a try. Wow. Or Argentina, thank you. Uh, And I also do think it's worth mentioning Argentina flanker Marcos Kremer played extremely well. He was one of the best players on the field. And that side played really well. I think New Zealand is just on another level. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much it. I mean, 44 to 6, there's not a lot to break down. I mean, they beat the fuck out of him, to be frank. (laughs) Well, that's just just crazy, too, because it's it's the semifinal. With everything that. The, the format of this tournament, like with the pool play, and then you go to knockout. Like, these should be, and we've had some really great close matches. I feel like that's a surprising scoreline. Because, I mean, I know you were saying, like, Argentina, like what they were doing before, but, like, to gut it out and to get there, 44 to 6 is still a pretty surprising scoreline. I, I thought it'd be a little bit close. I mean, I yeah. thought New Zealand was going to win pretty handedly, but that's still huge for this it, level. It kind of makes me think of that, uh, You've seen that Simpsons clip where it's like the dude's just getting his ass kicked and it's like the kid's like sobbing. He's like, please stop. He's yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't pick him to get out of their pool, let alone win mm-hmm. a quarterfinal. So I do think that the Argentinian rugby nation should be proud of their showing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, sure. they got steamrolled. Argentina. Uh, and, they're, and they're without Pablo Matera, arguably, arguably their best player. Uh, had it went out with a hamstring, he didn't play the quarterfinal or this game. Okay. So moving on to more talking points, the England South Africa game, which I frankly thought was going to be the exact same as the oh, New Zealand yeah. uh, Argentina game. I okay. thought South Africa was going to wipe the floor with England. Mm-hmm. England comes out playing a game that I didn't expect. I thought South Africa and their win over France played extremely well in the kicking game. The high ball game, pressure kicks, that whole avenue. I thought South Africa did pretty well. And England said, we're not going to play this game. And what I mean by that is we're not going to have ball in hand. We're going to put the ball in the air. We're going to kick. We're going to put pressure, whether it's we're going to survive this game off scoreboard pressure from penalties, and we're going to kick and kick and kick. Mm -hmm. And England did just that. They started out, I think their first penalty was in – Two, two minutes into yeah. the game, they're up 3-0, and they just committed to putting the ball in the air down the field and putting all the pressure on South Africa, and South Africa was rattled. Yeah. And England also got a lot of, I don't want to say luck because they're extremely fine-tuned athletes, mm-hmm. but they got a lot of balls downfield off kicks that, I don't know, they're well, very well played, lucky, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. and yeah. there was a lot of it, mm-hmm. and it was constant. And I think South Africa was rattled. They go into the half. Um, it was 12-6 England at half, all points off of penalties. I was going to say, if you had over five and a half kicks in the first half, <laughs> what a great betting line. <laughs> I think uh, um, Owen Farrell kicks a drop goal, 15-6. South Africa, South Africa makes their normal big, all their subs, they bring in a bunch more pack players. They bring in Faf de Klerk at 9 and Andre Pollard at 10. I guess that wouldn't be 9 and 10, but scrum half and fly half. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the story of this game is South Africa scored a try and England didn't. And just like in football, you can't win. You can't expect to win this kind of game only kicking field goals. Mm-hmm. And England scored 14, 15 points, one drop goal, the rest 
convert or uh, penalties. Mm-hmm. South Africa was able to put one ball over the line, and they scored. So, and that's something too where it's kind of funny where you think of that first half where they kind of surprised South Africa. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in the second half, okay, you got them rattled, you got them off their game, you got them where you want them, but they didn't have that like knockout blow. Right. It's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And they just kind of kept like, this is it. This was the plan. This is, like, yeah, this we're is just, what we got. Like, if it was like a boxing match, like, boxing match, like, oh, we're going to just jab them to death. Like, just jab, jab, jab. Like, you, you, you had to throw a combination that, in there. Yeah. Right. You yeah. had to have that <laughs> knockout blow. And yeah, it was just one of those things where when I was watching it, uh, watch the replay in Dubuque with my father in law, who does not know much about rugby other than like he came to our Bremer match, was like, this looks a lot different than what you were doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kick with purpose a lot more. And he was asking me all these questions. And I, and I was texting you, Nichols, about just really liking how England started that match. Because not often, when you talk about a 50-50 ball, you're thinking of like a risky pass. I mean, they were doing like 50-50 kicks, where like, and they were winning all of them, where it's like, we're going to box kick, kick this, we're going to kick it high. And their guys, just their gunners running down, tipping it back. It just felt like, they were either getting the ball back by tipping it to themselves, catching it toughly, or a penalty. And it was just like, yeah, we'll take those points. We'll take those points. And I remember like when we would play at UNI, oh, we have a penalty inside the 22? Crash ball. Like, <laughs> right. We never took the points. And just listening to the announcers be like, they're going to take everything they can get and force South Africa to play from behind. I'm like, God, that's really smart. That's why international rugby looks so different. They're way smarter than us. And then just, also, I was explaining Owen Farrell to my father-in-law, like, no one likes him. He's the bad boy of rugby. And, <laughs> yeah, and I explained the card situation earlier in the World Cup, and he just looked at me and goes, well, how come they don't, like, hurt him? Like, they have their chances. Why don't they just punch him right there? And I'm like, I, I don't know. That's not <laughs> how it works. And he, he is annoyingly effective. Yeah. Very good. Uh, very good kicker, and so mm-hmm. they put themselves and put all that pressure on South Africa and force them to make the mistakes. Rugby is kind of a unique game, and in, in where you're, you can bait a team almost mm-hmm. into making mistakes, and you can mm-hmm. benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You play a lot of slow ball or a lot of work at the breakdown. They try to seal it, mm-hmm. you know. Like you frustrate penalties. a team, yeah. You frustrate a team more, and then when a team gets desperate, and it's just like, oh, we got to make something happen. That's where those penalties happen because you're like, we haven't been on offense. Yeah, I so got, we need that defense ball. for 20 minutes. It's like, you got to make something happen. You got to, you know, England's, get the ball in our hands. England thing. spoiled a couple lineouts. Yeah. And just a lot of uh, South Africa was very. I do think they had a not straight lineout early in the match. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. Happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, at this level. I don't think I said it, but South Africa did win 15 uh, 13, was the final score, which is 16 15. Was it? Yeah. Oh. oh, I didn't put the final score in here. At one point, it was 15, maybe? I don't know. Anyway. Yes, it would have been 15, 13. Yes. <clears throat> okay, fair yes. enough. But I think, yeah, the story, like you were saying, the story of the game is that South Africa won the air. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, England, England won the air. Mm-hmm. And then South Africa outlasted them in the match. And the only reason that they won is because they scored a try and England didn't, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. Because I think England did. I mean, you could say that maybe they put the ball in play, run their offense, and they could do more, but... Given the tournament and everything, I think England did everything they could have done. South Africa led the match for two minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. 
So yeah, it was well, led at the right time. It was, yeah, it was the right counts. time. Yeah. I've said a million times to a bunch of different people that I would prefer New Zealand play England because I think it's an easier out, but mm. I don't like to root for England. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm like actively rooting for New Zealand to have a tougher final. And that game was me had to watch every second of it. It was yeah. Yeah. thrilling. No, that was a really good match. And yeah, again, it was just a different style of game. Mm-hmm. And just you could see the chess match that was happening and that made it I think a lot of fun. And like to see the South African players just be frustrated because like England was in total control that first half. Where like they were just doing what they wanted to do, and you could tell South Africa was just getting pissed because they're just they like, were ra- they were rattled. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were they were like, this is not how we w- we don't want the game to go this way. No, and that that made it fun. But then to see South Africa and like, I feel like their subs too when they came on, like I don't know, they just decided like, nah, we're yeah, we're, t- we're gonna play now. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> the first half, like we're playing for real. Yeah, <laughs> for real this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another good uh, brand, good weekend of Test Rugby, I thought, you know, for the casual fan, two really good case studies in watching international rugby. Mm -hmm. New Zealand, you know, had a lot of, they played with ball in hand a lot. Mm. So there's a lot of passing, running. Richie Mwanga and Aaron Smith are really good in open play. And then New Zealand, South, or England, South Africa was more of like, I guess, a defensive battle if the, mm-hmm. What you would equate it to a football game, yeah. Um, a lot of kicks, a lot of pressure, a lot of frustration. It was like a Big Ten football game where there's a lot of punts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm actually like uh, thinking about this, where I feel like our brains. Maybe this is why the United States will always be a tier two country in rugby, and I hate to say it, but like from a young age, we all watch football. I mean, we have the Eagles Dolphins on now. Congrats on the win, by the way. The game's um, not over. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's over. It's over. It's 31 17. They won. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. Those, these are the highlights. Oh, fair enough. Make sure they sat on the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, coming from a young age watching pro football and just how important possession is. You know, you don't see the triple option in the NFL hardly at all because it's like you just don't want to take the risk of losing the ball. When in rugby, it's like territory is almost Second more area. important at times than possession because it's just like you got to force that team to work the field and i think that's why our brains are sometimes broken because it's just like nope you ball in hand is more important than anything when it's like territory is more important at times Mm -hmm. like a lot Mm -hmm. of times and i think we see it in the high school game we see it in the college game when we play touch in practice anybody anytime somebody kicks we just boo like (laughs) yeah but it's like that's hurting us i mean from the lowest level all the way to international we just don't appreciate the kicks why usa tied chile was weird possession and kicking at the end of that match mm-hmm. i feel like we never really unpacked that we should do a rewatch of that game sometime i'd love to get you really pissed off because <laughs> i remember how frustrating that was and to talk about like the last two minutes of that match were so frustrating and it really came down to kicking and possession and yeah i don't know i feel like that's what's wrong with American rugby is we care about the NFL and football so much that it breaks our brain on how we view rugby. And, you know, I think Chile walks away from the World Cup. I don't, they didn't win a game, but mm. they kind of won the hearts of the crowd because they played so well. And that could have been the United States. You know, it could have been yeah. us, you know, making strides against these big, bigger nations and whatever. Yada, yada. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so this Friday at 2 p.m., Argentina will take on England in the third place match, the bronze final. Uh, thoughts on that, Argentina-England? I think that it's going to be tightly contested. I'm interested to see what kind of England will throw at him. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, my gut is to root for... Well, I would prefer to root for Argentina. That's right. pretty obvious. But I think England <laughs> England has a lot of really good players. They've got, yeah. you know, their eight-man, Ben Earl. They've got a flanker, Tom Curry. You know, just a lot of guys that play in the Premiership that I'm somewhat familiar with. They've got just a lot of weapons. And I think against a team like Argentina, they can play ball in hand a little more and not have to mm-hmm. kick so much. And I think that England can expose them and, and win the game. But Argentina, you know, came in – in my opinion, to this World Cup with pretty low expectations, given what you would think over the last mm-hmm. few years. And mm-hmm. I I mean, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm excited for it. Yeah. No, and I think, too, I don't know. Argentina. So I guess I'll take Argentina by seven. How's that? Ooh, Ooh. seven. Yeah. Ooh. All right. All right. You know, <laughs> I want to root for Argentina, Bonjour. too. But I do <laughs> think I think England's going to win by Sacre bleu. five. I do this all the time. I'm really bad at picking these and, like, sticking the lines because – I think England will probably win, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna root you for Argentina. Yeah, I'm gonna root for Argentina by seven. Argentina, twenty-two. England, fifteen. Ooh. Very, very well, that's seven. Yeah, but I did the precise <laughs> score. So. Phil, what do you got? Mm, I'm gonna say England by three. All right, that's fair. And then on Saturday at two p.m., we could go to Pally's. Yeah. Hey, Try to get up. the volume on. If the volume's yeah. on, I'll be there. How's that? <laughs> and if you guys show up, I'll 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 oh, go. Okay, I'll go. I should be there. Yeah, I don't. Well, you should be there. You should have been there every other time. <laughs> I busted. I actually think I'll be I there. Up. You knock I, him down. I didn't mean to do. I didn't. I wasn't going to call you <laughs> out on air. Oh, that is true. That is true. I'm pretty sure I have like a breast cancer awareness walk that I have sure. to go to. You but can't I don't even walk. walk fast. <laughs> Well, I've, well, yeah, those are normally at like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah, so I would assume probably so. Probably pretty early. Yeah. So, yeah, Saturday. I'll walk it for you. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> the World Cup final. We'll Thank have a watch you. party Thank at you. Pally's. New Zealand and South Africa, 2 p.m. kickoff. Mm. Give us your thoughts, Nichols. Because, again, this is the World Cup final. You're our World Cup correspondent. You know, we're not going to see you for four years. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a good run. Go back it's, been into my hole. it's been real. I thought going, oh, Greg. you know, test rugby is crazy and the pressure and everything, you know, every, <laughs> every match, okay, you know, ball. from the quarterfinal here, you know, it's winner go home. So every match is, could be the last match you played. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Going into the quarterfinals, quarterfinals at South Africa was the scariest team, mm. and I think England exposed some things, and a lot of that was pressure put on by England and South Africa not being able to handle it. And I think that kind of thing in the DNA of the New Zealand team there is a very is like something that is very strong with mm. them. You know, their ability to stick together do the little things right, only win this one battle at a time, mm-hmm. not get too flustered. And I think that New Zealand wins by not a wide margin, but more than a try. So I would put New Zealand seven and a half? Like nine and like nine or ten. Nice. New Zealand wins. And yeah. I'll be drunk by the time I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put big money on this. Oh big money? Maybe. Oh I think Will Jordan scores and becomes the World Rugby Cup tournament 
scoring, scoring leader of all time. time. Oh, yeah, that's, I, that's I my that take. Happening. Yeah, I, I'm taking New Zealand big in this. Not big, but over a try. You just said what I said. Yeah. No, I agree with you. You're <laughs> you're a great correspondent. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards New Zealand as well. But I'm gonna say it's gonna be really close. Like, gonna be decided by one point. Ooh. Ooh. How many matches so far in the World Cup have been decided by like one point? Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Quite a try. few. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Andre, it's Andre starts with an H. Andre Pollard yeah. for South Africa. I mean, he slotted that conversion with two and a half to go. I mean, they've got ice going through their veins yeah all of them so does chili i think that's why they're so chilly oh <laughs> okay we are cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fair no okay what do you got uh i would say final score kiwis 27 wallaby or not wallabies sorry they out spring box same colors yeah confused they are yeah uh, Springboks, 22. Five points. All right. Okay. It's also confusing because wallabies and Springboks don't live in the United States. So you're like, what country are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> These animals, animals, there these animals are. are made up. Yeah. And kiwis. And, not. They, and they probably leap. Kiwis Same. are fruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pretty ugly bird. You ever seen them? I have. They have a long beak and a little head, just yeah. like you. And they got feathers. <laughs> I have a long beak. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have head. a little head. I, I got a big head. There's a, there's a brand with like three kiwis on it, right? That are like... Canterbury. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that for years. <laughs> yeah. Like more than 10 years. It's uh, like, wait a minute. Those, C- those CCC jerseys you're wearing, mm-hmm. if you're a listener, mm-hmm. those are three kiwi birds, if yeah. you didn't know. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. They're very protected know. over there. Yeah. All right, good talk. Long. No, I got some more international shit. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah, some yeah. looking in this uh, mm-hmm. women's 15 tournament. Yes. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll just run through the scores and talk a little bit WXV. about the U.S. So the WXV1, which is the top tier, mm-hmm. scores from the weekend. Uh, England 42, Australia 7. Whoa. Canada 42, Wales 22. Canada strong women's side. And then France, 18, New Zealand, 17. Tight game. Nice. Uh, WXV2, in which the U.S. plays. Mm-hmm. Scotland bested the U.S. 24 to 10. But uh, past you and I, or uh, you and I. Valley. Valley standout. What's her name? Rachel. Erky. Erky. She was subbed in in the 56th minute cool. of that game. That's awesome. That's, that's cool. Uh, Italy, 36, South Africa, 18, Japan, 32, Samoa, 10. U.S. Mm. is currently tied for fourth. So Italy and Scotland both have 10 points in the tournament. Mm. And Japan and U.S. have five points. Japan, or in the U.S., is even point differential. Okay. Right? I don't know. Looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tier 3, the WXV3. I thought this was interesting. I never thought I'd talk about a rugby game between Kazakhstan and Kenya. But uh, it's pretty random. Kazakhstan 18. That's crazy. uh, Kenya 12. Spain beats Fiji 26 19, and Ireland blows out Colombia 63 3. Uh, It should be noted that if you have the Rugby Pass TV app, Mm -hmm. which is 100% free, you can watch all these games streamed for free. For free. So, So the U.S. plays. Where is it? 
I had this pulled up earlier. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, U.S. plays Italy, Italy on, I think that would be Saturday, October 28th at 10 a.m. Oh, watch that before the World Cup match. Yeah, and you can stream that for free. Nice. And then the last little international note I want to talk about, the uh, English Premiership started. I'm not going to go through everything. A lot of these teams... Uh, big players are playing for England. Currently. And this is on the Rugby Network app, which is also 100% for free. I didn't even know that. All yeah. these games are free? All these games are free if you get the Rugby Network app. Um, it's just brand new this year, and it's this uh, little green one. I have that app. This is. Yeah. I'm happy you said that. Uh, yeah. But basically, the biggest takeaway is Bath is in first place. Um, Scotland fly half Finn Russell left the World Cup. And he was playing for Bath like within a week, mm. and then the Saracens are in last place with zero points, who are kind of like the tenured. They are they're like the New England Patriots, New, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, the, a lot of their players are playing for England currently, so I imagine that the standings will change a lot. So and I'm not going to go through all the champions, right? Yeah. Correct. So, but they have a pretty long season too, so it might just be like, hey, starting a little slow. They'll make it up. Yep. Mm. Also, uh, on Amazon Prime, there's uh, it's like a docu series, I guess, but it's just two episodes. But it's about the championship from last year's Premiership. It's called Mud, Sweat, and Rugby. Mm. And mm. just for any rugby mind, it's a fun watch. You kind of get behind the scenes on a lot of those players. A lot of those guys were big names in the World Cup, mm. including George Ford, who had all the drop goals. Who Started for England when Owen Farrell's out, Owen Farrell himself, and mm-hmm. then, you know, Manny Tuolungi and a bunch of those, Ben Earl, a bunch of the, Tom Curry, a bunch of the guys that uh, star for the England national team. So nice. it's a fun watch, and I don't know, any rugby content's good. You know what we should do? When the season is over for girls' high school rugby, the World Cup's over, club rugby is on a pause, college rugby is done, we should all watch that. Maybe you rewatch it. We take some notes and we break it down and just to give our reaction to it. Yeah, like sure. uh, like we watch it and just kind of. You don't have to. I, just, I, I was just, just joking. Oh my god! God, yes. get back to I don't it. Because uh, I feel like it's one of those things too. Like whenever we're in season, we're overwhelmed. Like that's why, like this episode and the last like three episodes, we've been going two hours long. When we're like, yeah, we're on podcast for an hour, but there's just so much stuff happening in the rugby world. And then, like, all of a sudden, November hits, and it's like, everything's done. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, uh, what we do we talk about? We still want to talk <laughs> yeah. about rugby. And then that's when we really start interviewing people, like, what's the plan for spring? How are you rebuilding your club? And we try to get ideas for, like, how do we grow in the grassroots? How do we get people coaching? How do we get people refereeing? But I think what would be cool would be to find content like that, mm-hmm. like, overseas, and maybe, like, we could learn some things from that, break it down, and then also getting more exposure for, like, rugby content. And just, I don't know, it'd be fun to watch it and just see what we think. Cause, Absolutely. Yeah, when... yeah, when, I'm going to pee my pants. Yeah, go do it. Um, oh, I could do it right there. Don't do it. Oh, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be something we could definitely do. Yeah. Watch party, fun. Yeah. Take notes. We could watch it together, take some notes. All right, yeah. tinkle time. Tinkle um, time. Tinkle talk time. So... Tinkle talk. Eric Nichols used to play PS2 uh, NCAA football for the longest time. He always played Nebraska Cornhuskers. Dynasty mode, yeah. Dynasty mode. And he uh, one time sent a Snapchat that one of the recruits created by the computer 
he would always look for a guy named Eric Nichols. And after like the 2038 season, he Snapchatted me that there was a like two star running back named Eric Nichols. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The 2038 season, something he, like that. He, he played. played he in. played the whole that's, 60 years. I was just gonna say like that's quite a few years. Like uh, well, like 30, yeah, some years in the game. In the game. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah, at least uh, probably more. I feel like that didn't end well either. I feel like something happened where. Yeah, like got accidentally deleted. I think it did, yeah. Or like his yeah. PS2 like fried because he would just leave it on. Probably. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. sad times. Eric and Nichols, Heisman yeah. Trophy winner, Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> 2038. Market. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. back. Oh. You recruited a guy to Nebraska named Eric Nichols, computer generated off that off the dynasty. Yeah, it just came up. Or running back. Or did you make him? No, I didn't make him. Wow. It was just a real deal. It happened. See. Mm-hmm. That was our tinkle talk. Yeah. Oh, you they guys have brought a lot more heat in my life than NCAA oh 2006. Again, again, we're, uh, we're racking our brains. That is infancy. I've never yeah. made a mistake. That's the problem. I've never done anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time you went tinkle, so we were explaining it, and then I was like, you guys got a story, and they're both like, not yeah, one I can share. share. And so cool. we said, we, or I guess I said, yeah, I said, I guess Eric does so many illegal things. <laughs> like the way they make it sound is like, Everything he does in his life is illegal. It's, it's sketchy. Yeah. If he calls you at 2 a.m. asks you to bring a shovel, hey, Dude. Don't say no. if, if we're going to start doing this tinkle time thing, I'm going to be holding my piss. I'm not going to let you guys talk uh, shit about me. I'm not afraid of it. Plus, I. Phil, we do it right in front of you. <laughs> no, it's not. I can't hold my pee very long. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> Drink like six beers in your garage every Sunday and really ruins my professional life it's fun it's worth it it is yeah, hopefully it is. Boss is the amount of money i make here too i'll be able to quit my job soon i think yeah mm. Ooh. Ooh. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we're just rolling in the nickels hey, oh. hey. so i see what you did there your name's nickels oh <laughs> i actually didn't mean to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all on the ground the empty cans mm. you got there yeah <laughs> That's from last week's episode. Here you go. Wow. Here's a nickel. <laughs> rent, rent money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, actually, the only way the podcast makes money is you guys buy beer and we leave the empty cans here and I collect. I'm trying to wait for someone else to chip in on the beer buying, too. I feel like I I've been You know, really... I did notice that this is like, yeah, third week in a row you've brought beer. Okay, next week. Next here, week, I'll give you this I'll pair of um, union Jun, wages. Jun make glasses. it easier to buy it. Do you want these Jun like glasses? Like government checks. Jun? Jun? Yeah, like candles. Oh. These are Ray Bans. Yeah. They're fake from China. Oh. Oh. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dropped them. Um, I'll have the fridge stocked next time. That mini fridge. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably. You guys got anything else going on in the rugby world? I don't know. I think we should plan some stuff as like the off season's coming yep. up. Just some fun, different stuff. Mix up how we do the show a little bit. We could talk <laughs> about the English Premiership a little bit more. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Because that's it. if it's free. Because yeah. I actually was talking to Katie. Flow Rugby's like thirty five bucks a month, which I just think is bullshit. Wow. <laughs> like it's twice yeah. as much as Netflix. Well, I'm not paying wow. that. And the thing is too, their service sucks. I'll say it. Like Flow yeah. Rugby stinks. Oh, whoa. We're on record. We're anti flow. Because also it. flow wrestling kind of stinks. Yeah, it does. Like oh. you, you could get all so if you buy flow, you get all the niche sports. Mm. So like you get flow wrestling, you get flow rugby, whatever. Oh, okay. But like their streaming service always like crashes and they're like oh sorry about that and it's like you got for 35- fucking 30 bucks a month yeah 
figure it out. I mean, oh, figure it out. I paid six dollars a month for Peacock, and if it would crash during a World <laughs> Cup game, I would flip the fuck out. <laughs> I would kill every Peacock I saw for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty intense. He's I not allowed. They're delicious. He's not allowed at any zoo <laughs> in the tri-state zoo. area. Well, they let him. They let him just walk around and run amok. You can do whatever you want to him. They're kind of mean too. At least it can be. Beautiful creatures though. Yeah. Let him fly. What are we talking about? Oh, like peacock, you. you gotta let me fly. It's like him. Beautiful, but oh, mean. Like you don't want to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said he is like a kiwi, and now he's like a peacock. Yeah. He's just very I'm avian. Like avian. <laughs> I do know bird law. But like a flightless bird. I would be a flightless Peacocks bird. Peacocks roost in trees. There is a podcast is that uh, called Flightless Bird. So. You know that? And it's, about, it's like it's a, about a New Zealand guy talking about yeah, all the weird it's like, things. Uh, like under the umbrella of uh, Armchair Expert. Yes, Dak mm. Shepard's like producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't know that. <clears throat> Phil, what are you listening to these days? Mm. A lot of cat Stevens. Like I haven't cats. really been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Hmm. No, yeah. nice. a lot of music. Just but. you should listen to ours. No, I do put it on. I do actually. Yeah. The hell with the listens. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I put it on and I just. Uh, skip through when I talk because I don't like. Yeah, dude, I do that. Yeah. Too. I want to change. I like, don't want to listen you have to myself a, talk. You have a sensual voice, my friend. Sensual, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can always hear. And it looks yeah. like you don't need to be bald. I've been thinking about this this whole day. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking you, at your you hairline. Could grow hair, couldn't you? Yeah. Your hairline's yeah. a lot better you than my hairline. He's what a fraud. Hair. It's, it's right here. Oh, you got the back. Yeah, it's, it's the top of crown. That looks yeah. fucking oh. terrible. Where, where a yamaka? Nobody will ever know. Get my yamaka. Yeah. Shalom. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up. All right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. How you guys feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh six, fresh six, fresh six. Stop. Oh